Tree Talking Time is brought to you by Conkeys Outdoors. Get all your hound hunting needs at Conkeys.com. Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest feists to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. So who are you hunting tonight? Oh, I'm hunting uh, I'm hunting Rex. Um, he's my actually my boy's dog. Uh, he's the one that um, my daughter has hunted in some of the PKC hunts and stuff, and done some winning with him. But he's actually my my boy's dog. But my boy's only six, so he's not quite ready to be handling <laughs> him yet. And my daughter's uh, she's eleven, and she's had him in a couple different. PKC hunts and stuff, but nice. I'm hunting him and a uh, a little half half bred. Uh, he's a mountain cur and he's out of Tom Smith Cash dog. Yep. Um. And so he's half Walker or she actually half Walker and half a uh, mountain cur. I'm hunting her tonight too. Nice. But she's only she's just a pup. She's about six months old. Yeah, because uh, when I interviewed Tom. You had just picked that female up. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we, uh, I think that, that was the first, first, uh, mountain cur that had been bred to, to, uh, cash and okay. those pups turned, turned out pretty nice. We had, there were six of them and, um, all six of them was tree and four months old. We're nice. m- mainly going to squirrel hunt all of them, but. Mm-hmm. The the female that we got, she kind of opens on the ground a little more than what we wanted. So, um, and we didn't want to get rid of her because she was the only female in the group. So, okay. if we wanted to breed, you know, we wanted to mm-hmm. breed to something down the road. I wanted to keep her around where I had that possibility. So, yeah, I just decided to make her a coon dog or see if she will make coon dog. But she was she's treating squirrels with the rest of them, you know, here around the house when she was four months old. But, that's pretty good. Cash seems like to be his, he's a pretty good reproducer, that's for sure. Yeah, I think about everything they've bred him to, he's throwed some really nice pups mm-hmm. from what I've seen. And he hadn't been bred a whole lot. And the ones that, that he has been bred to, they've been doing a lot of winning. Yeah. Now, I know uh, in the episode of Tom, he kind of mentioned some of the winnings of Cash pups. and uh, And I know watching you know social media he's mentioned different hunts like world hunts and stuff and how many cash pups have made it into you know something like the nsd world hunts or placed in different things and he said they definitely seem to be uh doing well that's for sure yeah they they have and and uh there's a couple of them you know that like cleo it's just been super dominant but mm-hmm. um you know he he hadn't been the only thing that's you know, as far as hounds goes, it's even close to him on the sires reproducing is the Woody dog, and he Woody's been bred a whole lot more than Cash. So yeah, um, the fact that he's even close in the reproducing it says a lot for him, in my opinion. But definitely, but he he throws that heads up style that everybody wants for a squirrel dog. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how those pups turn out for you. You know, a little more age on them, see how they do in the competition world. Yeah, they, me too. I'm excited about them. We kind of, 
me and Dane England, uh, we were partnered on the female that we took up there, and and uh, we specifically made that cross, you know, for competition dogs. We were kind of new to the competition hunting, and mm-hmm. we were kind of breeding something that we wanted to compete with because we, we both just have squirrel dogs and have had squirrel dogs forever, but uh, we wanted something that get hooked a little quicker, you know, and, and hunt a little harder and a little yeah. bigger mouth. And so we took took the best female we had up there to cash. And so far, we're happy with them. Uh, D. Patton's got one of them that's really looking pretty nice. And I think he's planning on taking him to the NSD world. Nice. Hunting him in the junior hunt in March. So we'll see how see how he does. Mm-hmm. Mine, mine uh, I don't know if he's he's getting treed and, and treeing squirrels, but he's not tight enough yet for yeah. for me to be hauling him to town. But I well. think it'll it'll come. Our, it's tough here where I'm at. We got real short timber, and and our squirrels are wild, and it's easy for them pups to see them because the timber's so small, and getting one to stay tight <laughs> pretty tough. No, I understand. And at the same point, it's not like uh, you're you're close to a lot of hunts, so. And it's not like you're close to Tom to take that female, you know. No, how long, no. How long of a drive was that? I think it was it's about it's about fourteen hours if you don't stop. Yeah. And so it, I think it took us about a little over fifteen hours to drive up there. And Tom Tom was super good to us. We drove up there and he let us stay the night at his house. And mm-hmm. um, Cash is kind of a um, kind of quirky when it comes to breeding a female and and when i talked to cash or talked to tom about breeding to him he said man i i don't know i hate for you to drive all the way up here and you, you know not get her bred and and i i was pretty adamant on it and i, I said well I'll, I'll bring her up there and drop her off and just leave her the whole heat cycle and you can do your best to get her bred and if it don't work and just don't work and we that's what we did and i dropped her off and my wife drove up with me the first time and we drove up there and stayed the night at Tom's and drove back the next day. So we was in the truck for 24 hours or yeah. more than 24 hours, basically other than sleeping that night. And I think we got Tom's about one o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> and uh, dropped her off and stayed the night and left about nine o'clock the next morning, Yeah, drove home. And then, uh, about a month later or so, me and Dane went back up there and picked her up after he got her bred. So, but nice. he was right. He, it took him. There was several days rocked along there where Tom said he'd just come out of the doghouse and kind of look at her and <laughs> not show any interest. I was kind of getting nervous. I'm like, man, I don't know if this is going to work or not, but he ended up breeding her. Oh, so. good. Glad to hear it. <clears throat> but no, we don't, we don't have a whole lot of hunt around here um we have three nsd divisions in oklahoma and one of them um i'm the president of the the club here and we host you know five hunts a, a year here out of our club and then mm-hmm. there's one in the uh, okay oklahoma and then one in marietta the marietta one that just started up this year and okay um they've only had a couple hunts but mm-hmm. but I'm not too far from Hazen either. I can, I go there sometimes and hunt uh, with the LBK guys in Arkansas division. Okay. Not too bad then. Well, before we get too far into this, why don't you uh, introduce yourself, Lane? 
Uh, I'm, my name is Lane Williams, and um, I'm from uh, Okima, Oklahoma. And um, I, I'm 35 years old and got uh, two kids and and been married for 12 years. I have an awesome wife that lets me hunt pretty much whenever I want. <laughs> so can't complain about that. No, not at all. So you've been packing around some mountain curves by looks of it from the outside looking in for quite a while. How'd you get, how'd you get started in the mountain curves and squirrel dogs? and? Well, uh, I actually grew up coon hunting. I've been coon hunting with hounds longer than, okay. than anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, my, I don't know, I'm like a fifth generation coon hunter. My my grandpa and his dad and my dad and um, even even my my great great grandpa was a coon hunter too. And I, we actually I live on in his place. We just recently bought a hundred year old farmhouse that, nice. and I'm I'm living in my my great granddad's place. But they used to coon hunt here. We live in a little pecan bottom and. And, uh, but I grew up coon hunting and, and with hounds. And then I got into the cur dogs when I was an adult, um, just mainly because of having a job and everything else and mm-hmm. not being able to stay out as late and, and just the easy handle and, and a lot of our hunting property got busted up and you couldn't hunt anywhere like you could when I was, when I was young, you could pretty much turn loose pull over on the side of the road and turn loose on anybody's place and nobody really cared but mm-hmm. those, those days are kind of over so i got into the cur dogs and started pleasure hunting them and and uh well, i've had had quite a few of them had some good ones and some bad ones but i've i've got some terriers too and done some terrier stuff and okay and uh um, my dad's a, a uh canine handler he's done that for like 30 years he trains canines and he trains canine handlers on how to handle dogs and stuff too so mm-hmm. i've been around you know hounds and working dogs and even even cow dogs too i rodeoed in college and high school and stuff and and been around a lot of cow dogs and just i enjoy seeing any kind of working dog really and if i see one that i ain't had before i kind of want to try it out i've had duck dogs and, <laughs> and everything yeah but tree tree dogs are my passion that's what i that's what i love the most yeah that's awesome and i th- I think you know you were saying about the enjoying any kind of working dog you, you talk to enough people i think that's a that's a pretty common thread you know a lot of guys <clears> even though yeah. they coon hunt or they they squirrel hunt but, or whatever but then they still like seeing any any good working dog so yeah, I, I uh, you know, I'm the type that I, every dog's got to have a job, you know. Mm-hmm. My wife, my, my wife went through several little house dogs that I just couldn't get along with them, and finally, I I told her, I said, "Why don't you let me pick you out a dog, and I'll pick you know something that you'll like, and and I can give it a job, a job too, and maybe everybody will get along with it." <laughs> well, I ended up going and getting her a jag, yeah, and uh, she uh. She loves that little dog, and that you know we got into the whole terrier deal and the ground game, and we went to Tyler, Texas, to the terrier trials, and yep. kind of went full force into into that deal. But um, that's a lot of fun too. My my kids just about like 
the ground work more than the, they do squirrel hunting and coon hunting. Yeah, I don't. I would like to try it, but I, I honestly don't see me ever jumping ship. <laughs> Looks like a no, lot of work. I, yeah, and I think it depends a whole lot on where you're doing it at. Like here, you know, and and I I do have to dig her out a lot, but it's digging her out here is a lot different than you know some of the northern states where they're digging you know ten foot holes or something. Yeah. We, she gets in creek bank holes and root balls of in the creek banks and stuff like that. And and normally I just dig out just far enough. You know, normally she's within an arm's reach or, okay. or maybe a little deeper. But I might have to dig a couple feet to be able to get within arm's reach where I can grab her. But I'm That's not, not digging. <laughs> I'm not digging over my head to her or nothing like that. I've I've seen some big holes dug. Yeah, I have too, and I was scared to death when when I first got her, you know, and and the, <clears throat> I treated her just like all the other dogs that we have around here when they're young. I just let them run loose, you know, mm-hmm. and until uh, they get to really start hunting all the time, and then I'll pin them up and start taking them. But she would, uh, she'd get to where she, you know, she'd be gone for hours, and and she'd come back to the house, and she'd have a a rabbit or something, and she'd just be covered and dirt you know she's been in a hole and i i'd heard all the stories you know about how kind of suicidal they can be like getting a hole and not not ever quit you know and, mm-hmm. and i was worried that i was going to end up losing her so i i was always trying to keep her at my feet you know when we let her out and stuff and but she got she got smart she did get eat up a few times and uh like eat, eat up pretty bad and by I, I figure it's probably coons, but she uh, she learned that like if I just turn her loose, she and she's running loose around the yard. She'll get after mice and little things that she can handle. But she don't go get on something big unless she's got the collar on and she knows I'm gonna come dig her out. So okay. She she got smart pretty quick. So if I oh, put that good. tracking collar on her and and turn her loose, she'll go get in a hole somewhere where I've got to go get her. But if she don't have it on, she just kind of stays pretty close around the house yeah these dogs are pretty smart that's for sure yeah i don't know how many holes it took for her being in there for hours and hours and getting eat up and me never coming to her before she found out that that's <laughs> not a good idea unless she's got that collar on because exactly. i wouldn't know where she was you know she just yeah. disappeared <laughs> but she figured it out <laughs> well that's good now is that your first terrier yeah, she yeah she's my first terrier, and I've I've had another one since then that didn't work out, but she's the she was the first. I got lucky and got a good one right off the bat, and I, she I got her as a puppy. We nice. got her from from a guy named Mark Allison. He lives down in Houston, so we drove uh, you know twelve hours down there to get her. Okay, but he does a he does a lot of a, a tracking with them. He uh, works on a on a big game ranch and stuff mm-hmm. and they use them for um recovery yeah. and i i do a lot of that too with my cur dogs and that was the when i got her that was the job i was going to give her for you know for my i told my wife i want to get something that um we could give a job and she does she she will track deer we she we put her on some deer this last deer season was her first season and she tracks really good but um the whole the ground game was something that came natural to her and she liked it and 
she kind of just taught us about it. We didn't really know much about it. I'm, you know, grew up around tree dogs, but yeah, um, she kind of introduced us to that just <laughs> just by accident. And, and my kids love it. They they love digging her out, you know, and, and hearing her down in the ground digging and getting after something. And uh, they they like it. It's, it's it's fun. And the terrier trials is very kid friendly, you know. Thing yeah. it's it's so visual. It's not like a you know a coon hunt or something where you turn a dog loose in the woods and they disappear until you go. Mm-hmm. They get treed and you walk to them. The, the terror trials is all visible stuff. You know they have the high jump and you can watch your dog compete in that. And they go to ground tunnel and they have a retrieve and a hog bay and all that stuff. And and they can watch the dog compete in every event. And mm-hmm. The kid the kids just loved it. Oh, I'm sure. And we we had some luck. We got lucky down there, and, and she ended up winning the, the go to ground in the puppy division. The first one we took her to. So nice. They were they were they were pretty pumped up about that. Mm-hmm. My daughter is she's a she. I guess she's the lucky one. You know, I've I I haven't been competition hunting real long, but I've been doing it a couple of years, and I've done very little winning. But my daughter wins everything she <laughs> goes to. She's well, a She's won the go to ground deal with, with the terrier, and she's won some PKC stuff with with Rex, and she's won some squirrel hunts and nice. some all all kind. I mean, she seems like she wins about everywhere she goes. That's uh, one thing I want. I definitely wanted to mention because she went and competed in a a four wheeler hunt and did pretty well. Yeah, she uh, she did. She she uh, got in the final four in uh, Lexington, Tennessee, and. Uh, you know, it was, I don't know how many dogs was in that hunt, but it, it was a bunch and bigger than, it was bigger than any squirrel hunt that I've ever been to, mm-hmm. um, you know, as far as, and it was a hound, hound hunt. She was, it was the only cur dog in it and mm-hmm. um, she made it to the final four. She, she did good. That's awesome. Um, but she, uh, like, like I said, she, she's got some pretty good luck when it comes to, comes to them competitions. I wish I had the luck that she's got. <laughs> well, if she's got all the luck, just let her keep handling them. <laughs> I know. I we can handle the same dogs, you know, ten times, and I'll get beat every time, and she can handle the same dog and, and win everything she puts him in. <laughs> it's there you just, go. it's uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, she's pretty good at it. Well, that's awesome. She has a has knack knack for it. Some people do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. She's a. She she makes me proud in them hunts, you know, because she can. She doesn't let them uh, push her around or anything because she's a girl, you know. I've had uh, well, even at Lexington, there was a dog barking, and uh, he didn't have a very good mouth. And the judge was saying, uh, he said, "I need to call on that dog." And she was hunting a cur dog, you know, against these hounds, and yep. and nobody, none of the kids said anything. And uh, the judge looked at Lottie, and he. He said, if I was guessing, I'd guess that's that cur dog just because the dog didn't have a very good mouth. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of looked at him and and, and kind of shook her head. And the other uh, kid that had the dog that was actually barking, dad kind of spoke up in the back of the crowd. He said, that's not the cur dog. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was uh, proud of her, you know, because most kids, if, you know, if a, if a judge says, hey, I think that's your dog, you know, they'd, they'd go ahead and call it, you know, but she knew it wasn't her dog, so I was, yeah. I was proud of her. No, nah, that's awesome. 
No, I was fortunate enough to go to uh, UKC's Youth Nationals this past year. And actually, uh, the Final Four, there was two young girls in there, and they both did really well. So I would definitely say there, there's there's a lot of young ladies that are that are doing well in this sport. Yeah, yeah, it definitely doesn't matter if you're a, a young lady or a young man. They they can all get out there and, and do it and be good at it, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd encourage, I think there needs to be more guys with the, the cur dogs, you know, that, that hunt in the, in the PKC hunts because they're really great. They're really good hunts. They're, there's, you know, there's a lot of them. There's a lot more PKC hunts around here than there are squirrel hunts. Yeah. And it's just, it's a good group of guys. And, you know, if, you know, a lot of guys think that a, a cur dog can't compete in them, but. I mean, I feel like we got a chance just about any time we put him in one. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's usually not going to strike very high, but there's a lot of, you know, world champion hounds that are quarter strike dogs, you know. So yep. that's, that's to me, that's not really a, a good excuse to not put one in just because of strike points. That's always what I what I hear people when I, you know, I know some guys that got cur dogs that are, you know, a lot better coon dogs than rex and and they won't put them in the hunts and they all oh, you know they're worried about the strike points or whatever and like man that don't matter if he'll tree a coon and he'll stay by himself and has a coon you know consistently they they can compete mm-hmm. i mean they're gonna they're gonna get beat some but yeah heck i mean they all do you know even the even the world champions don't win them all exactly now i got my one little jip if she ever starts clicking good um i do want to put her in a couple because there's no i don't have any cur hunts well i don't i say that but they're they're starting to they're starting to have a couple of nsd hunts that are about an hour and a half from here but um otherwise there's no cur night hunts and uh yeah you know my club we've we've had a couple or we've had one and we're about to have our second one just because me and another guy in our club has have a couple cur dogs but uh Otherwise, there's really nothing around. So, PKC is kind of one of the few things, few options I have. Yeah, yeah, they're they're fun hunts, and our club is uh, having some non-sanctioned hunts for um, entries to some of the bigger PKC hunts. Like we're doing, uh, we're doing a handler race, um, and we're having six open events. Uh, they actually are they are PKC sanctioned, but the the handler that has the most money won gets a um, entry to a thousand dollar entry pro hunt that we're having. Nice. So so you can you know you can go to those six uh, the six hunts are fifty five dollars and mm-hmm. you can enter in those and they're they're one a month. Um, and if you if you get the most money one, you get a thousand dollar entry to a pro hunt. So. Yeah get a chance chance to win you know you get in the final four and split that hunt looking at 10 grand you know mm-hmm. and you ain't got nothing in it but a, um you know the 55 dollar entries you pay to the six open hunts but most clubs you know you guys are gonna hunt them anyway you know yeah so and we we've done that and we we just had a uh we had a 20 dollar entry it was a non-sanctioned uh 12 dog hunt and the winner of that got a four hundred dollar entry to a pro hunt that we that we put on so very nice we, we try to do that get the guys that 
don't really have the money or don't want to spend the money on some of the bigger entry fees, it gives them a chance to mm-hmm. hunt some of them bigger hunts. No, I like that. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, it's 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 fun, and it, and it draws more people to your club too, because mm-hmm. um, you know they they want to come and get a chance to you know they're hunting for something that's that's a little bit bigger, you know. Yeah, because you're not only hunting for whatever that night, you know, is you're hunting mm-hmm. for something beyond that. Yeah, and it and it gives guys incentive to not split, you know, too, and the yeah when you get if you win because it's a handler race and it's the most money won. So, um, if you're needing more than whatever the split is, you can decide to hunt it off and yep. and go for that bigger, that bigger money to try to move ahead in the handler race. So it's, it's a pretty cool, cool deal. I, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Conkey's Outdoors is proud to be a sponsor of Tree Talking Time. Family, hunting, tradition is the Conkey's motto. They understand the importance of passing down the tradition of hound hunting. They are a family-owned business that treats you like family. They also understand the importance of having the gear you need when you need it. Conkeys carries everything for your next hunt, and it ships to your door quick. They also offer great warranties on all tracking systems and financing options. Check them out at conkeys.com. You can also use the code Time 5 in all caps to save as well. Now I know out there you've uh, you've also run some other critters. You know, you know you've got squirrels, you've got coons, but... You've treated some other stuff. Yeah. Um, my dogs are kind of known around here for being pretty <laughs> trashy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say it's trashy. I mean. <laughs> well, no, they're, they're, they're tree game. And, and well, like Rex is, Rex is, uh, he, he was, he was fun to hunt when he was young. I kind of wish he had some of that back. He's kind of got a little straighter on me now. <laughs> um, but when he was a pup, I mean, he he treed everything. I've treed bobcats with him. He's treed gray fox. Uh, he's treed uh, ground. He treated groundhog, which I know a lot of people further east. And that's a regular thing. But that was the first one I'd ever even seen. <laughs> was the one the one he treed. So uh, he treed that, and and uh, he he just he <laughs> he caught a coyote in a in a in an nsd squirrel hunt one time <laughs> and well, i'd had guys you know i tell that story sometimes and guys will be like there ain't, ain't no cur dog out there that can catch a coyote and i'm like well i've got proof you know there was other <laughs> people there i was in a sanctioned hunt when he did it yeah <laughs> so, so he uh he's pretty gamey little dog That's he's kind of awesome. he's straightened out a lot since then but now where did he come from uh, I raised him from a pup, or I, I didn't. I got him as a pup. I guess I didn't. I didn't make the cross, but he's out of a uh, a dog from Arkansas that was a Buffalo River Penny and Buffalo River Sam cross. Okay. Was his daddy, and then uh, his mama is a uh, out of a backwoods Boondock female. Okay. So, um, he's just a just an old old cba dog mm-hmm. but but he uh he was one of them ones that started early and was and was real gamey anything that went up tree he'd, he'd tree it and i'd i like to let let my dogs be pretty natural and and like i said i let them run loose and and uh let them start natural and i try to keep them as natural as i can keep them and he 
he uh he was fun to hunt for a long time and the more uh, more squirrels and coons that I killed to him the more he kind of quit some of that other stuff but he used to be a lot of fun to hunt yeah nice nah, yeah I'm not a big competition hunter so granted we don't have gray fox or bobcats right here where I live but my dog was treating them, I'd be all about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's fun, and and we we have a bunch of them. Um, bobcats, we we've, we've got a bunch. Our our limit's twenty. We can trap during the first season. We can trap twenty of them, or even if you're um, treating them, you can harvest twenty of them during first season. So, mm-hmm. um, that's pretty good numbers. I know. I think yeah. Texas is probably the only place that's got more than us. But uh, we got quite a few of them now. We don't have a whole lot of gray fox because we have so many coyotes. Um, uh-huh. But uh, he's treated one of them too, and he was just a pup. You know, he was six months old when he treated that gray fox. Oh, that's pretty cool. But he's dead silent on track, and he he can push one pretty good. So they they don't never know he's coming until it's too late, and they just mm-hmm. go up. You know? I've hunted with hounds for years when and we'd run them you know, them bobcat races and stuff and they just run them and run them forever and never really tree them and if they did tree them they wouldn't stay tree because they but it seems like when I switched over to pair dogs we we put them in a tree more often than they I think it's because they don't open on track but I yeah. mean I could be wrong but no I mean you see a lot of I would say you see more squirrel hunters treeing bobcats than you ever do. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I think part of it has something to do with the daytime too, because mm-hmm. I hunt my cur dogs at night too. You know, I I coon hunt just as much as I squirrel hunt, and I've never treed one at night. Yeah, so I think there's maybe something different, you know, to do with it. I don't know what it is, but it seems like in the daytime they'll hold in the tree better. I have, um. I have treated them before or thought that I treat them and had them bail out at night, even with my cur dogs, but I've never actually seen one in a tree at night. They've, yeah. In the daytime, they seem like they hold, they hold better. No, nah, that's so, kind of what I've seen, you know, just looking at different people and talking to different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I bet you, you know, the more popular the hounds get in the squirrel hunts and stuff that, There'll probably be a lot more people hunting them during the daytime, and they'll probably tree tree some bobcats too mm-hmm. in in areas where they've got them. That's definitely possible. But I I I think the reason why I've treated so many of them is um, we I used to put out a bunch of feeders for squirrels, okay, and and coons too, you know, and mm-hmm. and then bobcats get to hunting them feeders, and then when you're hunting them young dogs over them feeders, you know they'll They'll run in there and ambush them bobcats that are hanging out in the area hunting them feeders. Yep. And I think that that is a lot of it. But you got to be careful, uh, you know, baiting the squirrels and stuff around here because the hawks and owls and yep. bobcats and everything will start hunting them. Bringing all the predators too. <laughs> yeah, they they learn pretty quick. It's just like them. You know, hawks learn when they see them tractors and stuff cutting hay. They start hunting around them, and mm-hmm. they learn they learn them feeders pretty quick too. And they'll start picking them. You put a trail camera on on one of them feeders, and you'll get pictures of them 
hawks and stuff swooping down there and and you might not get lucky enough to get a picture of them with the actual squirrel but you'll get pictures of them swooping down at it yeah oh i'm sure but the bob the bobcats too I, most of the bobcats that i've treated was um you know when i had squirrel feeders out okay well you got any good stories for us Oh, shoot, uh, yeah, I've probably got a, a bunch of stories, I, I don't know, uh, <laughs> kind of put, it's hard when you put you on the spot about, <laughs> about it, but, um, oh, shoot, I don't, I don't know, what kind of, what kind of, you want a coon hunting story, or? Oh, I don't care, whatever you got. <laughs> whatever I got, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, did not too long ago. I was um, riding my mule, and uh, I was squirrel hunting. And uh, my buddy Dane, he'd kind of been giving me a hard time about about the mule and everything. And uh, <laughs> I, I I was riding on. We got a, a river that runs through here, the North Canadian River, and I was way down on the river and and uh, long ways from the truck. And my, I was, a, well, I was hunting that cash pup and he got treed up there on, on a spot where I couldn't really get my mule to very easy. So I just tied her up on the bank down on the, on the bottom of the river. And I went up the river bank and I got almost to my dog. And by the time I got to him, the squirrel bell out on the ground and he took off and was running that squirrel like a deer. And, and, uh, I come back to where my mule was at and, my mule's gone. There was nothing but her head stall sitting there. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And I had to walk all the way back to my, to my truck, which was a long way. And I, I was the whole time. I was not knowing if, if my mule was going to be back at the truck yeah. or if she went down the, cause you know, the river, you know, cuts through a lot of different places, different properties and stuff. And there's no fences, you know, stopping it. So if the mule gets out on the river and, starts running down and there ain't no telling where they'll end up so i was just in panic the whole time walking along you know several miles back to the truck just hoping that that she went back to the truck and and dane had been giving me a hard time she was kind of a green mule and and that and and, uh, i told him you know one of the things i was worried about with her is she's kind of hard to catch and i said if she ever gets away from me in the woods i don't know if i'll be able to catch her and uh Sure enough, she for some reason I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was when that squirrel bailed out and uh, the dog got so fired up, you know, running him on the ground that she sat back on that headstall and, and she broke it. What she did? Oh wow! And, uh, but anyway, I, I walked uh, several miles back to the truck and she's just sitting there by my by the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I and I was talking to Dane when I was on the phone. He was laughing at me. And I, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. If she's not there, I don't know where I'm going to start, where she went, you know. He's like, well, I guess you'll find out if you can catch her or not when you, <laughs> <laughs> when you find her. Yeah. And uh, luckily, I got back to the truck, and I think she was, I don't know, it shook her up just as much as it did me, I guess, because when I got back to the truck, I just walked right up to her and grabbed her, and and, and she acted like it didn't bother her, but. But it was a it was a bad feeling. It was one of them things when you walk back to where she was tied and see she wasn't there. Just my gut went in the knots, you know. Thinking, oh, oh man! And I, I was right on the river too, so I was like, "It was the worst 
possible spot for her to get away from me. It wasn't like I was in a fenced-in property or something where she oh, could yeah. get away and, and and be fine. But she she could have ran for miles in any direction, and she went right back to the truck. So well, that's good. I was, got lucky on that one. <laughs> you know, earlier I even mentioned I wanted to talk about your mules, and I completely forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, we. My daughter, we she she's got a mule. She rides with me too, and my and my boy, and and uh, we we don't hunt off mules all the time because I like to, uh, you know, kind of cast up my dogs and yeah. If if you hunt them off mules a whole lot, they'll get to where they're not real rangy. You know, they'll hunt close to you, and 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 I don't mind that for pleasure hunting, but I and I I do both a pleasure hunt. Well, I pleasure hunt a lot more than I competition hunt, but mm-hmm. I do go to some competition hunts, so I try to keep my yep. my dogs where I can cast them. So I don't mule hunt all the time, but but it probably is my favorite way to to squirrel hunt or coon hunt. It's it's fun. You can cover some ground, and you can you can really put a lot of miles and a lot of time on a young dog, and, mm-hmm. and it's it's fun. And I've I've got a pretty good mule too. But have you always hunted off mules or? What got you into that? No, I I haven't always hunted off mules, but uh, like I said earlier, I used to rodeo in in high school and college. I, I rode bulls and bucking horses, and and I actually uh, um, trained a bunch of horses when I was rodeoing. That was kind of how I made my extra money was breaking horses, and I I trained a bunch of race horses and stuff. So I grew up around horses and um and training horses and breaking them. Um, so when I got old enough to have my own place to keep one, I, I didn't really want a horse. I, <laughs> I was one of them things, you know, like growing up around them, I knew how high maintenance they were and how expensive they were and everything. And since I liked to hunt, I was like, I'm not getting a, a horse. I'm going to get a mule. And, uh, so I went and, and, uh, we've, we've got one of the biggest mule sales in the country here in oklahoma it's in a town called ada oklahoma and they have mm-hmm. have it twice a year they have a spring sale and a fall sale and and it's a it's a three-day long deal they'll have um they have a, a a trail competition on the first day and they score the mules and everything and then they um and then they have the sale and the sale will be two days you know two days after that and they have a catalog that they'll advertise the mules in for you know, nice. they start selling catalog entries a couple months before the sale, and and they've got a Facebook page, and everybody that's got a mule in the catalog will be posting them on Facebook and stuff, and and they it's a it's a big deal, and they they uh, by the time the sale gets there, there's a bunch of buyers show up, and it's like I said, a three day long deal. But I went down there, and of course I couldn't afford one of the good mules, so I bought a <laughs> bought a couple green mules and. And uh, started from there, and and uh, you know broke them and started hunting off of them. It's just like a like a dog, you know. Best best way to do it's just put miles on them. That's that's mm-hmm. what we did. Nice. But um, so I, I was familiar with training horses and, and mules. Not not much different. So um, I mean they're they can be. Some people will tell you it's a lot different, but. Um, in my opinion, it's just you gotta be a little bit more patient, and you can't really force him to, be able to do anything that you don't want to do. But as long as you make him think it's his idea, and he's 
um, he knows it ain't gonna hurt him. You can you can get him to do it just like a horse. You just can't force him, mm-hmm. or a horse horse you can. You can kind of force him to do it. But, gotcha. But I, I I love hunting off of a, a mule. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's um, and it's a real successful way to do it too. If you got especially if you got a lot of ground to hunt, it's it's fun. You can you can really be successful. See, I have a this you know, romantic vision of, of hunting off of mules, but, uh, a, I don't hunt big properties and, uh, two, I, I just don't want to have to keep a mule because I don't yeah. have enough of a, a use for one. So if yeah, for some I'm, reason ever I move, uh, you'll, you'll be one of the people that I call me for, uh, advice on training the mule. Yeah. And as far as mules go, you know, and keeping one they're about as low maintenance and um as you can get you know i I spend way more money on my dogs than i do my mules (laughs) and i I think a dog's probably more expensive than a mule is i mean they they they're pretty easy to keep and you can keep a a mule in a dry lot and just feed it hay year round and and that you know that's about all they need really Mm -hmm. and if you got if you got any property at all you can let them like I, I've got 40 acres here that I've let my mules go on and I have to certain times of the year, I have to lot them up just because they'll get too fat on, on, uh, on the grass when it's a good growing season for the grass. But yeah, they're, they're pretty low maintenance. I don't really feed them unless I'm, um, I'll, I'll put a little feed in the bucket to catch them. But other than that, they're, they're pretty low maintenance. Good to know. But uh, yeah, you can spend a lot more money on a dog on a dog, you know, with worming on it every month and and all that stuff. Uh, mules are they're pretty low maintenance. That's fun if you ever get one. Uh, you want to come down and hunt? Uh, come on down, or if you just want to come hunt, and I can find one to put you on. You come down here and hunt with <laughs> us, right on. Yeah, that'd be a long tri- long trip trailer and a mule from my house to yours. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that as I was saying it, but uh, if you ever this way and you just, I can get one for you to, to ride with us and we can go ride. That'd be pretty fun. Trust me, if I ever get out there, I will. So. Yeah, it is. It's, it's fun. I think everybody ought to, ought to try it. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, it you, can have, you can have a lot of good times on, on a mule. Yeah. Well, I know you're looking to go hunting tonight, so I don't want to hold you up too much. Uh, if you got anything else, we can we can continue talking but if you don't we can wrap this up so you can go all right man i i don't have anything i just heck i i appreciate you you know even wanting to talk to me i'm i'm yeah. you know pretty much a nobody in the when it comes to the squirrel hunting <laughs> stuff uh, like i said my daughter's done more winning than i have i i've, I've got some good pleasure dogs but other than that it, uh there's a lot, a lot of people out there that's done a lot more winning and a lot more uh, successful than me, so I appreciate you even wanting to talk to me about it. But I like talking dogs, so anytime you, anytime you want to. No, you you definitely are making a name for yourself. Like you, like we said, you know, you don't have a lot of hunts out your way for one, so it's hard to. Yeah, it, it's hard to win a bunch of competition hunts when you don't have them. So, but I, yeah, I, I think yeah. you're definitely making a name for yourself. And uh, like I said, I was very impressed when you posted about your daughter being in that final four with the cur dog, I was like, there we go. That's what we need. 
<laughs> yeah, she she was she was pretty pumped about it, and there was there was a lot of jaw uh, jaws dropped when we brought the cur dog in that clubhouse for the final four picture. They was like, "Holy <laughs> cow, what do we what do we got here?" You know, and, and there was a guy come up there, and he was kind of teasing her and and offering to buy her dog and stuff, and and he she she kept telling him no. You know, of course she. He's like, he's, he's not my dog, but <laughs> it's my brother's dog. And, and my boy, he wouldn't sell him for, he, you know, money don't mean nothing to him. So he, exactly. there ain't no way he'd sell him, but they were, uh, they were giving her a hard time and, and they were, he, he turned a lot of heads, that's for sure. And then, you know, he was in pro hound and, and the, you know, people can't believe it when they see a cur dog. And, but honestly, I mean, it's, I don't really understand why people are so amazed by it. I mean, as, as long as you got a dog that'll treat a coon and, and mainly, you know, if they'll just stay by themselves and it don't matter what kind of dog it is, they, they, they can win the hunts if you put them in them and yep. they're not going to win every one of them. But, you know, there, there's, a, like I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cur coon dogs out there. I'm sure that are a lot better dogs than Rex and they just hadn't been in, in the hunts. He's, he's nothing special. He just, just he's had the opportunities that a lot of them haven't because we we put him in them yep now i had a i had a old cur dog this is mm, she died probably six years ago um but she she was nothing spectacular she was just a good pleasure dog but you know i hunt with all hound guys around here you know just pleasure hunting you know and um there was there was a few nights if we would have been keeping score she would have put it on the hounds Mhm. Well, see, you know what Rex does is, um, you know he he's not a real deep deep hunting dog. I mean he he does go. You know, some people would say he does, but if you've hunted with very many hounds, it, it, he he's not a real rangy dog. I mean, most time he's gonna get treed within four hundred to, you know, seven hundred yards. You know, and usually if he's on a track, he might go further than that. But most of the time, if he ain't hit nothing, he'll start circling back in, and he might come in might leave one direction make a 500 yard circle and come back check in and go 500 yards the other direction but yeah a lot of times what happens in them hunts is them hounds are cut out of their foot racing and you know a lot of them are you know barking every breath and they'll strike for a hundred and they're leaving out of there and most of the time they'll get treed before him sometimes they'll get treed even before he's struck in well, when you start walking to him, though, that's that's his jam, you know. Now he's making those loops around, and he'll tree them coons. He'll fall tree behind them, you know, on them coons that they ran past. And most of the time, he's going to have one. Mm-hmm. And if they make any mistakes, they're making big mistakes because they're striking for 100. And if they slick tree, then they're 200 in the hole. And he, he don't, you know, most of the time he's going to have a coon. So if he's if he strikes for 25 and has one and they make any kind of mistake they're they're bigger mistakes and then even if he does if he makes a mistake too they're usually smaller mistakes because he strikes for a quarter and if he makes a slick he can still treat a coon and and still beat them if they're if they're making mistakes and they're yeah. you know 100 strike mistakes so that 100 strike can win you some hunts but it can lose you some just as many of them if you if you make any yeah. mistakes they're they're big mistakes you know Yep. And from my experience, most of them hundred strike dogs that are 
fast and action packed like that, they're a lot more likely to make a mistake than a more of an honest strike dog that's gonna, you know, be a little more honest and work that track a little bit slower. When he gets treated, he's probably gonna have one. Yep. Uh, you know that hundred strike dog that you know blows through the country and gets treated the first five minutes of the hunt. He might have one and put it on you, and he might not. Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you never know, but. It's just a game that we play just like anything else. It's like the squirrel hunts or something. You know, you're going to win some and lose some. Exactly. But I I encourage anybody that's got a cur dog of a tree coon to just go to them. And, you know, if nothing else, you, you turn a lot of heads and you make them guys sweat when you pull that cur dog <laughs> out of that box because they do not want to get beat by a cur dog. They get, they, they get, get to sweat as soon as you break him out. That's for sure. <laughs> but, it's it's fun, uh, and then when when you do, you know, win a cast with a cur dog or something, it's you feel accomplished. You know, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good accomplishment. Oh yeah, that much more, you know. Mm-hmm. We're going to take Rex to Hazen, um, in February and put him in that UMCA hunt and see how he does there. And okay. We hunted in it last year, and he got fourth in the coon hunt I, I had to work um on saturday so i didn't get to hunt him in the squirrel hunt but i hunted him friday night in the the coon hunt i think or, or it might have been vice versa i can't remember what that one the squirrel hunt day i had to work so i didn't get to hunt him in that but he uh he got beat uh by uh joe walker's dog that won it and he was a he was a world champion at the time and he won it that night and made him a two-time world champion but we got we got beat by him mm-hmm. in the first round, but um, he ended up placing fourth. I think is what he got in the in it. But nice. we're gonna try him try him again in it this year, and hopefully, um, I get to put him in the squirrel hunt and in the coon hunt. There you go. Well, good luck. Maybe maybe we'll try him for a combo dog or something. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But but yeah, man, I I, I appreciate you having me on. Like I said, yep. I, I like talking dogs, so anytime. I appreciate you coming on, and uh, good luck tonight. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. As always, be sure to check out the sponsors, Conkeys, Full Cry, and W, for all your hound hunting needs. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber. <laughs>